I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And it is not a funny Red Sox shirt. It is a perfectly normal shirt. Nothing to be funny about the Red Sox. They are kicking butt. And uh, so are the Yankees, for crying out loud. And you have a start like the Red Sox had, and then, of course, the Yankees are right there still. Uh, what are you going to do? We're going to be here till uh, 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online, 1-800-966-WTIC and 522-WTIC. We'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And uh, everything we talk about is posted live over to uh, our old-fashioned website at computertalkwithtab.com. And, of course, Facebook, if you like us on Facebook... You go to Tab Computer Systems and like us. It'll go into your news feed if anything we talk about actually is deemed worthy by Mr. Zuckerberg, which is actually becoming more and more of a thing, whether or not Mr. Zuckerberg and Twitter and, and Facebook allow for news articles to get into certain people's news feeds. Uh, so we'll see if our stuff gets there. I mean, it's not that controversial, the stuff we talk about, but you never know. And you can follow us on Twitter at Tab Computer Sys. Uh, same exact information gets out there. So there's some things out there that we want to talk about. Feds are opening a probe into the Bitcoin price manip uh, manipulation. So basically, Bitcoin is fake money. And it's something that anybody and their uh, brother can, can mine for. And uh, it has a value of anywhere from $1,800 to $20,000, depending on where you find yourself buying or selling. Curiously, you're probably finding yourself on the low end and somebody else is on the high end. And uh, basically, if you saw the John Oliver thing I posted, John's a pretty funny guy on HBO and did a whole thing on Bitcoin and price manipulation. It's called Pump and Dump. It's been happening for a very long time across all sorts of industries. And now, of course, Bitcoin is is finally being looked at because uh, all they're doing is pumping and dumping a fake, the fake currency. Uh, so if you find yourself losing your money, it's probably because somebody told you to buy something when it was high. <laughs> and then they sold it and it went low. Uh, that's how pump and dump works. And uh, tons of cryptocurrency scams out there. There's tons of news out of the, uh, out, out there where these uh, uh, blockchain wallets are being ripped off. Uh, they're stealing all this fake money, which is supposed to not be able to be able to happen, but it does constantly. These crypto cryptocurrency banks are being you know plundered. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, you take your money and you're all, there's other ways to make money, guys. You know, the old fashioned way. What did the guy say? Earn it. <laughs> uh, this is probably the one of the most risky things that you could get involved with as far as I would consider. But hey, you know, fooling his money or soon parted and then you get your fake money, <laughs> your crypto money. Uh, so we'll put a link up here to this story and uh, you can take a look at it. Make of it what you will. What else you got there, Bob? Anything good? Oh, I got lots of good stuff. Oh, boy. <laughs> now fixed. 
Yeah. Visa outage disrupted millions of payments in the UK and Europe. Oh, boy. Yeah. Visa is everywhere you wanted to be, but you couldn't do it then. <laughs> if you wanted to use your Visa card to pay for something in the UK and Europe on Friday, yeah. you uh, may have had to use cash instead. What is that? Well, you know, it kind of slows down the line, you know? <laughs> it does. <laughs> you get these coins coming back at you, too. That's crazy. Visa announced Friday that it experienced a service disruption, in quotes, that prevented transactions from going through. Right. For okay. a while, too. For a long, long enough while yeah. that it impacted a lot of things. We are currently experiencing a service disruption, which is preventing some Visa transactions in Europe from being processed. Right. We are investigating the cause and working as quickly as possible to resolve the situation. Right. We will keep you updated. And they blamed a hardware issue, right? Yeah, it's uh, some piece of hardware failed. So <laughs> Nothing like having redundancy. <laughs> As a result, The Guardian reports that millions of people have been unable to pay at shops, gas stations, and train stations across the U.K. and Europe, mm -hmm. to the point that lines reportedly built up at gas stations and some supermarket customers were forced to leave their items at the register. Right. The Financial Times reports that many U.K. ATMs ran out of money when customers were forced <laughs> to use cash. It was like an apocalypse. <laughs> it was like an apocalypse. You had no ability to pay with plastic. And there's not enough cash anywhere. Everything came to a halt, all because of one piece of hardware. You know, the cloud is supposed to be a little more resilient, huh? Isn't it? How can Visa have such a, uh, I don't know, a, a system that is susceptible to one hardware failure? So a Visa spokesperson tells CNET the issue was due to a hardware failure. Yeah. We have no reason to believe this was associated with any unauthorized access or malicious event. Somebody, no reason somebody flipped the wrong the switch. These, yeah, maybe they pulled the plug, you know, with the vacuum cleaner. Oh, we've seen that before, right? We had other stories where, like, entire airports go down or entire air, air ticketing systems go down because some dingling rebooted a switch or some, some sort of router. You really shouldn't have one point of failure. Oh, well. It's yeah. Visa, for crying out loud. It's supposed to be everywhere well, you want to be. with multi-million dollar business. You know, a single point of failure. That yeah, makes perfect such sense. A good, yeah, well, maybe, I guess. <laughs> So, so at 2.20 p.m., Visa says you should be able to use your card now. Mm. The company set seen at the following station statement. Yeah. Earlier today, Visa had a system failure that infected customers across Europe. Yeah. Our goal is to ensure all Visa cards work reliable 24 hours a day, 65 days a year. 65? 365 I was going to say it's a, a year. <laughs> well, we fell well short of this goal today, <laughs> and we apologize to all of our partners and most especially to Visa card holders. Everything's great with the 99.99 until it's that one little decimal point there that you get nailed with. Well, you know, it only <laughs> takes a few minutes to get down below the point nine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's out, out of a whole year. I mean, yeah. it's very... It's God drops fast. Well, at least they're back up and running, and I'm sure they replaced that one piece of hardware. Now they got some guy probably just standing there keeping but, an eye on that thing. See, if you had a MasterCard, you would, you weren't affected. All right. <laughs> well, that yeah, you should, definitely. or American Express. Right. Don't leave home without. <laughs> <laughs> so what else you got, Bob? Uh, AT and T mm -hmm. ditches court fight challenging FTC's authority over broadband. FCC or FTC? FTC. Federal Trade. Right, or FCC. Because under the uh, rules, okay, mm -hmm. the uh, the uh, net neutrality rules, yeah, okay, they were under um, uh, uh, the authority of the FTC. 
Okay. But because they were a telephone provider, they mm-hmm. were under the authority of the FCC. CC. Okay. So AT&T sued to say that you don't have any say over us because we're regulated by the FCC. Gotcha. And they decided not to fight that. So they lost that court battle. Yeah. And they were going to take it to the Supreme Court, but they had until May 29th, which then, was, what, two days ago. Right. And they decided that they weren't going to spend any more money fighting it. Okay. We'll see what happens with net neutrality. We'll post a link to that. We've already had the discussion about what we did here in Connecticut with Pura and how it decided to uh, make it more difficult for municipalities to put up their own Internet services. Even though Pura, if you look at their actual website here on Connecticut under the uh, state of Connecticut, they actually say specifically that they're not supposed to deal with any uh, price regulation for Internet. But, of course, they were able to stick their nose in this to the point where they're still going to affect us because if you can't have municipal Internet – to compete against the uh, incumbents, you're never going to get a lower price. Well, um, you know, when we have people influencing lobbyists, what have you, you know, you can't expect us to really stick to the letter of the law. We have mm. to go with the spirit of the law. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I hope our legislature, because believe it or not, believe it or not, this one actually tried to specifically say that the, the municipal gain area of the poll can be used for any purpose by the municipality. They actually specified it, and Pura decided to ignore that specification put forth by our legislators here in, in the state of Connecticut. So I hope they actually take that as a smack in the face as legislators because you just got your – you know, you just got your uh, – you know, they thumbed their nose at you guys, and you should literally start looking at laws to allow for more competition and removing costs to get on these polls. You need poll neutrality. Open free access to the poll. That'll solve our problem, guys. If everyone has open and free access to polls with poll neutrality, you will have internet prices that will go down rapidly when you see competition. But if that law is written and you know read as written, they already have that. They do. They do. But Pura, the regulatory agency says no. Pura, well, they only have poll neutrality for the municipality. But let's make it available to everybody. I mean, you need if you want to improve competition, which is what we need to lower our internet. Oh, we costs, can't have that. <laughs> we're, we're, <laughs> yes, we're still revolutionary. We're still revolutionary times here in Connecticut. So go ahead. Okay, for all you photography people out there. Yes. Okay, and those of you that believe that film is still superior to digital, mm-hmm. I have bad news. Oh no, another one bites the dust. Canon just stopped selling its last film camera. Mm. The Canon EOS. Dash 1V was the last of a dying breed. Gotcha. Okay? Yeah. It's officially done with film. The camera maker just announced that it's ending sales of its last film camera, mm. the EOS 1V. Yep. In 2006, mind you, mm-hmm. reports said that Canon was ending production of all film cameras, but the company never officially confirmed this. Okay. Instead, Canon quietly stopped making them. All right. The EOS 1V is a 35 millimeter. SLR, single-lens reflex camera, that released in 2000. Since Canon reportedly stopped making the EOS 1V in 2010, Mm -hmm. it's likely Canon still had a few units in stock that it was selling. Well, this is 2018, so (laughs) there must have been quite a few. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, man, we got to move these things. They're not selling real fast. Today's announcement marks the end of that. Okay. At the very least, Canon says it will continue repairing the EOS 1V until October 31st. Repairing it? Repairing it. Oh, boy. Until October 21st, 2025. But it also adds that it may refuse repair after October 31st, 2020. Oh, boy. Five years earlier. It's two two years from now. Yeah. 
due to lack of replacement parts. <laughs> Which they, they're the ones that provide them. So if you already have the camera, mm. you'll still be able to get it fixed for now. Just don't get your hopes up for buying a new one. Don't drop it either. Don't drop it. <laughs> yeah, film. I haven't touched film. I'm so happy that film went away. My wife, when we were younger, she would have to always get doubles. She would take you know, take the roll of film and always pay for the doubles. And the amount of money it costs to get your pictures processed, and you only had like six good pictures out of all these pictures, all this film everywhere. Digital is the best. And I can't believe it's still sticking around. They predicted the end of the PC. When we started the show back in 1995, they were predicting the end of the personal computer the moment a laptop came out. And how long did it take for the film to finally go away? For It's been predicted for forever because there are people who love film. And uh, I'm sure there's great folks out there that will call in and say, oh, I still love using film. It's great. But um, you're going to have less and less ability to do so. If they want a film camera, they better go out and buy it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you, know, if you need to upgrade. Anything else you want to bring up, Bob? Well, we got to go to a break because uh, Matt's going to give a, give me a hard time in a minute. So let's feel free to get, to, get on the lines. We have three lines open, 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Ellen, hang on. We'll be right back. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're here till 11. Feel free to get online. We have three lines open for you. I know it's a beautiful Saturday morning. We haven't had too many of those <laughs> in a long time. But uh, we're here to try to help you out with your computer problems, questions, and concerns. So feel free to get online, and we'll do our best to help you out. Let's go to Ellen in Coventry first. Good morning, Ellen. Hi. Um, I have a Gateway i3 running Windows 8, which is four years old. Okay. And I get, I get this message. Your computer is low on memory. To restore enough memory to work correctly, save your files and then close or restart all open programs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, every night I shut down my computer. I don't know how this happened. <laughs> well, there's something that you've got too many background applications running for this little i3 to handle. Um, <laughs> and it's probably that you only have maybe four gigs of RAM, if I had to guess. Do you know how much RAM you have? How much six. memory? You have? you have six gigs? Yeah, it says six gigs, five point eight seven usable. Yeah, so you're, oh well, five point eight seven usable. So you've got six gigs of RAM, and somehow in the background, you're you're consuming all that RAM, and the machine is saying, "Hey, help me, uh, free this up." So if you right click on your taskbar down at the bottom, you should get a menu. Open your task manager, and uh, wait a minute, just call slow down. I'm not very good at computers. That's okay. Um, uh, I clicked. I, I right-clicked on the bottom thing. Okay. Yep, that's your taskbar. Yeah. Uh, task manager. Mm-hmm. Yep, Click open, on task manager. Yep, that open that up. Okay. Okay, uh, now I have the task manager. And then it should give you, uh, you should see some uh, columns in there, and it'll. Uh, you can kind of sort by what's using up your memory. The, one of the tabs should be memory. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then you can see how much memory is being used and what's using it. Right okay. now, based on what you said, you probably have very little memory use, correct? It says 17% memory. Yeah, so you're, what, you're completely free right now, so that you don't have that pop-up message right now, do you? No. Okay. Um, Over time, you get it. Yeah, So right. more than once. Oh, yeah. When you get that message, if you open the task manager, you can see what application is using up all your memory. When you, yeah, so before okay. you reboot, because that'll clear it, obviously, rebooting it, but... You want to figure out what's causing it. And then if you see the culprit oh. where you've got one that's really cranking up the usage, 
you can ask yourself, well, geez, is that a program that's something I want to run, or can I end that process um, so that I can keep using my machine without having to reboot? Or maybe it's some program you installed that you really didn't need, and then you can just uninstall it and get rid of it and fix the problem. Right, or it's malicious, where you have some sort of background process or malware chewing up your, your resources, because 6 gigs of RAM is not a, it's not a good amount of RAM. Um, so whatever you're doing in the background there is consuming it all for whatever reason. And so you have to figure that out when it happens, Ellen. So right. Oh, I see. But um, how do I, um, how do I sort this by? If you, you know, um, I think Bob just said. Just click on the um, column. Sort it so. You click yeah. on the column. Yeah, yeah, up at the top, it's kind of like a spreadsheet. So if you kind of click on the title uh, uh, bar of that column that says listed memory, oh, it'll I sort it. Show you what what's going. Okay, it says um, service host local system something or other. Right. Um, five. 56.4 MB. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, so you're barely using anything. Your percentage is only 17%, you said, right? So your problem is not occurring. That's right, right at this very moment. Correct. So, oh, I see. I have to do this when the, the message comes up. There you go. And then you'll get a clue as to what's causing it. Because I don't, I'm not a very, I'm not a strong computer user. That's okay. You know, I'm just, I just use, I just use Word, like an expensive typewriter, you know? I hear you, yeah. And if you're renting it for so 365, I, I it's even more expensive. And I, I don't use the Internet, so I, it can't really if – if I don't use the Internet, it can't be a malware, right? Yeah, you don't use the Internet, huh? That's pretty interesting. That's cool. No. That's rare. Oh, no, not on this computer. Oh, I see. Because this computer is where I have my, my files, my Word oh, – my, yeah. you know, my 6,000 Word files. Yeah. And – no matter how good your virus protection is, you can always get a virus. So I only use um, my other computers for just the internet. All right. Do you have your Do you have this computer backed up somehow? This com I have all my computers backed up. Yeah. Awesome. Good. Um, not as often as I should, but at least once a week. Very good, Ellen. Yeah. So you you've got a good plan there. Right click when you have that message, and you'll try to see what the culprit is causing your memory usage. It, it simply could be that you do need an update. If you've never been on the on the internet for a while, that machine has not been updated, and no, it's never been updated. Yeah, so updating it, updating it might be a good idea, and that might now my com my computer with the internet, I let it update whenever it asks to. Right. And I hate every time they update it, more problems happen. Uh, you're, yep. <laughs> it's horrible. I know. That's I know. why I, I I don't even want to update this computer. Okay. This computer and always works good. That's fine. My Windows ten. Computer with the internet. After the last update, I the screen you. goes black. <laughs> yep, that's a known every, bug. Every <laughs> that's a known bug with Microsoft. Ellen, it's the year 2018, and Microsoft hasn't gotten it right yet. So I hear you, Ellen. Hope this helps you, though. We got to go to a hard break. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so yep, when that, when your memory problem happens, go and find out when it's occurring. Right click in that taskbar. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Stick around, everybody. We got three lines open for you. Feel free to get online. that all day one of my favorite tunes we are back this is computer talk with tab and everybody wants to rule the world so why not just have your own theme song that 
you know, Google says they're not going to do more. They're not going to do more evil anymore. They're taking that right out of their their uh, their motto of do do no evil. It's gone. So that means that they want to rule. Not the world. that they're not going to do more. Any right, evil right. Anymore. They, they're not going to say they're not going to do it anymore. They're, yeah, they're just not going <laughs> to claim. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's get back to your calls. Feel free to get online. Eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. We're going to go to Janet in Farmington first. Morning, Janet. Oh, good morning. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Good. Um, well, I'm, I have a, a laptop, a Lenovo mm-hmm. a Yoga. Yep. And it's uh, it, the default uh, browser is Microsoft Edge. Mm-hmm. And I've heard you say you shouldn't use that. Yeah. Anything but any Microsoft browser, you should use any. Like uh, you could use Google Chrome. You could use Mozilla Firefox. Um, but stay away from the um, the Microsoft browsers. They're still not that good. Okay. So I've been trying, you know, I have Google on there. I have a little button at the bottom that I click and go to. Yeah, a little beach ball? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> never thought of that. And um, But my home screen is, you know, this nice page that has little... Um, different size rectangles and squares that, you know, if you click, you know, they flip and say what your email is and your calendar. Mm-hmm. So all that's Microsoft Edge, I guess. Because if I click on anything there, I end up in Microsoft Edge. Um, well, because I think your browser is still set as the default. Uh, well, you you want to set your Chrome as the default. So, and then, it, but isn't that Microsoft Edge, like, fun things? Or is that my Lenovo? Well, that's probably Windows 10's Metro. Um, that front screen there is the Windows 10 uh, Metro screen there that they're showing you all those different updates. The other oh. thing is when you install an alternate browser like Mozilla or, or Google Chrome, it doesn't show up in, on your, in your menu tiles. You have to right-click and click. And, and put it there. Yeah, show it in the um, menu. So I have my menu, which... Um, it's all apps that I'm in, mm-hmm. and I have most used Google Chrome. Yeah. And I have it listed as one of the things. Yeah. But, um, we want to have you set it as your default. Okay. So, Doesn't it ask you every time you run, would you like to set me as your default? Um, not every time. Well, lots of times we don't shut it off. <laughs> um, well, we want you to set your Chrome as uh, the default browser, and that, that should solve your other issue. When you click on those tiles, it should bring up those pages as Chrome pages rather than Edge pages. Okay, so I don't have to remove Edge or anything. No, it's, it probably would be more trouble than it's worth. Okay. Uh, just set your your, uh, your Chrome browser as a default browser and you'll be all set. So is there a way to do that in my settings? I think there is, isn't there? How, yeah, uh, where is that, Bob, as to say how to set that browser default? Um. Basically, you go into... Lenovo settings? No, no, no. Go into your control panel. Oh, boy. Oh, right. You want to find uh, the file extension, HTM, and um, choose Open With, and um, choose Google Chrome or Mozilla Firefox. Well, there might be an easier way, too. Um, You can go ahead and navigate to your settings, and you go to the Start menu, select System, Default Apps, and then you can actually choose the. Uh, we'll put a link up there for you. You can actually uh, choose uh, the uh, br- under the browser heading. You can just select the different browser. Uh, then rather than having Edge, you can select Chrome. 
Okay. But Bob's way will work too. But they've made it easier to change the uh, the default than making it a yeah, it's probably extension. a hundred ways. Of yeah. Oh yeah. It, oh yeah. I have my my apps and features, and I selected the default. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there's Microsoft Edge. Yeah, you want to change that to be Chrome. So, <clears throat> um, I would push on select choose default apps by file type. Well, that's the way Bob's got you doing it. Yeah. But you should be able to choose the default apps in the left page if you go to the Select System under the uh, Start menu. Then you click on System, and then you're going to click on Default Apps. Okay. And then you can choose under the Web Browser heading, you're going to choose the uh, app you want to set, which in this case would be Chrome if you want to, or Firefox, whatever one you want to set. All right. So those are equally as good. I think Chrome's better um, right now. Uh, Although, well... Put it this way, Firefox did have the new version that came out, and that's they're neck and neck. <laughs> so you're looking for speed, right? And you want uh, a nice, fast browser. And Firefox had been getting slow and slower and slower, and Chrome was beating them. But then they came out with a new flavor of Firefox, and it's much faster. So whichever one you pick between Chrome and Firefox, I think you're going to get great performance nowadays. Okay. Um, so whichever you're, whichever you're used to is fine. All right. All right, okay. Jenny. That's good. And I have one other thing. I yeah. Don't know if you have a list, we have time. Um, okay, so I have, I use Yahoo, mm. I know, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if, if, you know, like my daughter was home and she was using my, you know, nice little laptop here for mm-hmm. Pinterest and all these other things, and next thing I knew, and I don't know if it was, was synchronized with a, um, an app update from Microsoft or what, but... Mm-hmm. I no longer, if I click on the left, get a nice, long, skinny list of my settings and apps and all that. I, they're scattered all over the page. And now when I open something in Yahoo, an attachment, it's like in the same screen. And I want it to be in a new screen, I say. It doesn't give me the option to open in a new screen. When you're in Yahoo, uh, with it, when you're in the browser? Yeah, when I'm in the in my Yahoo Mail, and I have a Yahoo Mail with an attachment, it opens up in the in the screen. Yeah, and try to print it. Oh my God, it's just like the big, big runaround trying to do that. Well, so the browser is different than the operating system. So you've got two things going on there. The browser is going to handle whatever Yahoo is doing. I, I don't use Yahoo Mail. Um, it should be. It, maybe it's a preference change. Um, that should allow you to open things up in a separate screen. Um, I just don't know. I don't know where within that individual config. Would you know, Bob, as to where to set that preference where you open that attachment in a separate screen? Well, unless you right-click on the thing and choose attached. "Open with." Right. Yeah. Have you done that or no? Yeah, I've tried. Uh, and it stays within the single browser. Screen. And it gets, you know, then things get smaller, like. Both mm. pages are on the screen at the same time, and that's with a Chrome browser. Um, yeah, either one. I well, Microsoft Edge. Oh, you can't even figure out what yeah, Yahoo's doing. But at least if I go into Chrome, then my Yahoo looks normal. Mm. I wish I had more experience with what you're seeing uh, to be able to say, "Oh, yeah, Janet, just right-click here." Uh, but it should execute. It should give you the ability to execute a separate. Um, window when you're opening it up. It shouldn't be stuck in the same window. I just don't really understand 
what you're seeing or why it would do that to you um, without doing a little more research to see if it's happening to other people. Uh, I would suggest you try a different browser like Firefox to see if it re- reacts the same way. And then if it does, it really turns out to be it's a Yahoo setting of some kind um, where you would have to go into the Yahoo preferences and that somehow must have changed and say open with new pane. Um, it's a lot of they, I think a lot of them offer you the ability to keep it in the same pane or open a new pane. Why they wouldn't want you to do a new pane by default is beyond me. I, I like working that way too. Um, but I, I bet you if it's happening in multiple browsers, it's a Yahoo setting that you're stuck with that you need to change within their preferences. Okay. Um, that's where I would look and see if you can open up new pages or set it, set that within their preferences. All right. All right. Okay. And you understand Yahoo is, you know, you, did you did you check off the oath to say that they can read your mail? Well, well they made me. <laughs> <laughs> they made you? They didn't make you. They asked you, and you're like, Okay. I know, but otherwise they wouldn't let me get to my mail. Doesn't that seem crazy? Yeah. We get to read your mail. If you would like to keep working with us, say it's okay. And you're like, okay. Well, I worry if I use my, you know, whatever it is for my internet, Mm -hmm. if I change companies, if they're going to, you know, then I have a problem getting to my email. Yeah, I hear you, but you you understand that Yahoo has been purchased by by Verizon, so that could change tomorrow. It could be in, it can, instead of being at Yahoo, it could be at Verizon, and now your mailbox is going to change. I have an example of somebody I know whose AT and T account went away. She had an SNET account from way back, and AT and T just decided to close it on her, and and she had everything connected to her life with this SNET account. No warning. No warning. It just stopped working. The cloud just said bye bye. Um, and so it can happen today. But if you change your e- email, then you, all your files and everything, you have to move them over. Your email files? Well, if you have your email on a local uh, mail client, you can download those to your machine, and then you don't have to worry about it. Right now you're doing everything through the cloud. You're keeping it in the um, in your browser. But tomorrow, Yahoo could delete all your mail and say, you know what, Janet, we're cleaning up. We need We need some space, and your mail's gone. They have no reason to hang on to it for you. Right? Okay. There's not yeah. they, they they pinky swore that they might, but they didn't they don't have to. So if you really want to make sure you have your mail, download it to your machine through a, a mail app like Outlook. Uh, <laughs> sounds complicated. complicated. I know, sorry. Oh gosh. And now you're gonna start talking about backup or something. I, I might I might. I might. Yeah, so there's a there's a false sense of security you got going there. So uh, keep that in mind um, when you're on the cloud. It's it's always temporary. Now, now when I have my apps and I in my uh, default and Microsoft Edge is in there, can I like do I have to take that out of there? You want the, the default to be Chrome, not Edge. Yes, that's what you got to do. So I got to slide it out or delete it from there. It'll still be somewhere on the machine, I guess. You know, another thing when you open your browser, it should ask you if you want to make Chrome or. Edge or whatever, your your uh, default. default browser. And it'll do it for you. Yeah, and then you can just click yes. So I would close everything and then yeah. go. Okay. All right, All Janet. Right. All right, thanks very much. You're welcome. Good luck. Bye. Bye-bye. We're going to step out for a quick break. Sarah and Meriden, hang on. Three lines open for you on this lovely Saturday morning. Feel free to get online. 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back.
are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here at 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online, and we'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And uh, we've got Sarah in Meriden on the line. She's been online the longest. Let's go to Sarah first. Hey, Sarah, what's up? Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. I'm hoping that you can find an alternative for me. Okay. Presently, I'm, I have Microsoft Office 365 on my computer. Mm-hmm which I needed for someone I was doing some work from home for. Mm-hmm. It's going to renew, come up for renewal, and I personally don't need it. Yep. But my, my problem is is that in Outlook, um, I want to keep some, you know, I have folders set up, and I want to keep some of the emails that are in those folders. Okay. And I can't seem to find another desktop application that will let me import the PST file. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Bob. You have to export your uh, your uh, all your mail out to a uh, CSV, and then you can import it into another mail client. So you're exporting it first, then going to import it into what? Maybe OpenOffice. You can import it, yeah, OpenOffice, or you know, there's a number of other uh, mail clients that you can use. But the first thing you have to do is you have to export everything. So. When we're migrating, let's say, from one version of uh, Outlook to another, we might export it to a PST because it's in the same file format. Right. But if we're exporting it to some other uh, third-party app, you know, a mail client, then we'll export it as a CSV. Different type of file, more friendly, and then you're going to import it into that new mail client. And and we've talked about OpenOffice before, so it's a free alternative to Outlook. The other idea is to just go buy Outlook once. And the thing about 365 is they get to rent it to you forever. Right. And that right. just is silly to me as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah. So you could just buy I, it. Okay. Yeah, it's like $100, though, isn't it? <laughs> well, the renewal can be, uh, for businesses, 150 bucks a year. Yeah, uh, well, this wasn't that because it was just, you know, me working for one individual from home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they and they paid for it, so I wasn't really concerned about that. But But until now. Know, now, exactly. it's, now it's going to disappear, or you got to pay forever. And, exactly. Yeah. So check. And I went online, and I couldn't find anything that would accept the PST file. So you're saying when you go into Outlook and you go to export, you're going to give me a choice. Yep. Okay. And, and what you should do first, though, Sarah, is find alternatives to Outlook, like we talked about, Open Office, maybe. Yeah. And, and then look at what they want to import, how they want to import that file. They might say they'll take a PST, or they might say they'll take a CSV like Bob is saying. So before you export it, know what you need for the imported side. So okay, choose I your understand. Yeah, choose your tool first, understand what it needs to take in, and then export it out that way. Okay. Then, I didn't know OpenOffice had an email client. That's good. I'm 99.9% sure they do. I'd be oh. crazy if I'm – hopefully I'm not oh, wrong. Oh, no, no. I believe you. I just – you know. Well, now you're making me – I think they do. Right? They do. Right, Bob? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. You're making me wonder. Well, I haven't used it because we, you know, we use we're, Office. Yeah, we're a yeah. Microsoft product uh, house. But eventually, we're all going to have more choices because I, I contend that we're all going to get sick of renting it from Microsoft. And we're going to we're all going to be looking for alternatives. Um, but yeah, OpenOffice is out there. I'll double check to make sure it has a email formula, an email client. If not, there's another one called Thunderbird, and that's by Mozilla Firefox. Yeah, I tried that. That was a mess. <laughs> Can't all be the same as Outlook because Outlook does have a good product. <laughs> or yeah, you can was a real mess. That was the only one I could find, and yeah, that did not go well at all. <laughs> or 
Or again, you can just consider buying Outlook once and calling it a day. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, I appreciate it. Yeah, and, we, and we're double checking here because it may not have uh, uh, open up as may not have a mail client for you. So we have to maybe find another alternative for you. Besides, it. I would have thought they would have, but maybe maybe they don't. Hmm. Any other ones that you can think about? Uh, not off the top of my head. Thunderbird was pretty much it, and that one's pretty common. It is pretty common. What didn't you like about it, Sarah? Just curious. Well, maybe it's because of the way I did it, but um, it said that you had to download an older version and then import your PST file, and then you could upgrade. Well, when I did that, what it imported was I, it was just a mess. Mm. I, I can't even describe it to you. Okay. You know? It was just a mess. All right. Well, let's see if we can find some other alternatives, and maybe some other folks out there can give us some alternatives that they've used um, okay. to Outlook. Again, most people use Outlook because of it's, it's just it's just ubiquitous out there. So, what are you going to do? But we'll do, we'll yeah. try to find some alternatives for you, Sarah. I appreciate it very much. I'll keep listening. Our pleasure. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. So we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. If you have an alternative uh, mail client that you use, that you like, that it's not Thunderbird, because Sarah hates Thunderbird, uh, for what I don't blame her. If, if, if you don't like her tool, you don't want to be forced to use it. Uh, let us know, and we'll put a link up there for you uh, as an alternative to Outlook. Um, because, again, she doesn't want to rent it forever. She's done. and uh, But she wants to keep some of her data. Yes, she can export her mail, but she wants to have it in a, a readable format, so it's ready to go if she ever wanted to look it up again. Um, we're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. Four lines open on this lovely Saturday morning. Feel free to get online. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. I wanted to bring up a quick email uh, or news article here uh, that I wanted to bring up last week, but I didn't get a chance to. There's a phone monitoring app that you might use to monitor your teen. And uh, it's, a, I guess, a fairly popular app. It's called TeenSafe. And uh, the problem was, though, a server that stored the teenager's information kept all the information wide open. It kept their email, um, their Apple ID email address and plain text passwords wide open. So thousands of uh, uh, Apple IDs and passwords were leaked. Um, and uh, it talks about being a secure monitoring app for uh, Apple and Android, but it left it wide open. This is a California-based company, and uh, it was hosted, of course. Where do you think it was hosted? Of course, in the Amazon cloud. And uh, unprotected, accessible by anyone without a password. Uh, this is ridiculous. This is getting to be a huge problem. And Amazon, I recommend you guys need to help us with this because whoever are, uh, whoever's out there using your, your uh, AWS cloud, they don't know what the heck they're doing. And uh, clearly, because they're leaving this stuff wide open, we'll put a link up here for you. If you use TeenSafe, you may want to change your passwords for your Apple IDs because a lot of your stuff has been left out there wide open. And uh, you don't want to find anything out there that you wouldn't uh, want to have access to. So we're going to take a quick break. Feel free to get online. 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 